1: Nicola
0: Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Thursday, December the 8th and our top story today is that a drug driver who killed a father and daughter in a crash in Ramsgate has been jailed for 16 years. Nitesh Basendri's car went onto the pavement on Leopold Street in August. 37-year-old Nogasella and her dad, Joram Hirschfeld, who was 81, both died. Three other members of the family were injured. Yesterday, a jury found 31-year-old Bissendry from Highlands Glade in Manston guilty of causing both death and serious injury by dangerous driving. Our court reporter, Sean Axtell, has been following the case and joins me now. Sean, firstly, can you talk us through what was heard about the crash during the trial?
2: The family of five had left a restaurant following a celebratory meal when Bissendry veered onto the pavement in Leopold Street in Ramsgate while high on cocaine. His black Alfa Romeo ploughed into the back of his victims, killing pregnant Noga Sella 37, her father, Yoram Hershfield, 81, and seriously injuring her husband's Omar. During his trial at Canterbury Crown Court, Bissendry, 31, denied causing their deaths by dangerous driving. But yesterday, jurors returned unanimous guilty verdicts after deliberating for just over four hours.
0: And Bissendry went back to the scene while the victims were being treated for their injuries, didn't he?
2: When Bissendry's car came to a stop, he fled and phoned his parents who soon picked him up. The trio returned together to the site as emergency workers tended to the victims. CCTV played in court showed Bissendry climbing back inside his car to retrieve cocaine as Noga was still trapped underneath. He was essentially, well, he he just was, he was trying to hide incriminating evidence. Following his arrest, Bissendry refused to give blood samples, claiming he suffers from a needle phobia.
0: And finally, what did the judge have to say about Bissendry's actions?
2: Handing down a 16-year sentence, Judge Simon James said the CCTV footage played during the trial, and I'll quote here, will remain indelibly fixed in the memory of all who have had to watch it. He continued, it showed that they effectively had no chance, and in a split second, all of their lives had been ripped apart. He called Noga a brilliant physicist, and much-loved and loving wife, daughter, and mother. And he described Professor Hirschfeld as a learned and intelligent man whose loss has left a hole in so many different people's lives. He told Bissendry, the consequences of your actions were catastrophically tragic and no words can begin to describe the pain, torment, and the loss you have caused.
0: Sean, thank you ever so much. You can also read this story in full at Kent Online. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today and the family of a teenager who died following a crash in Canterbury have said she was beautiful inside and out. Lucy Billingham was killed when a car crashed into the old gate in pub on New Dover Road in the early hours of Saturday. The 18-year-old was heading from a night out to a hotel less than a mile away. A 20-year-old man was arrested on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving. A man's been arrested after a teenage girl was sexually assaulted in Margate. Police were called to Dane Park yesterday afternoon. A 44-year-old remains in custody. Police are hunting a man who absconded from a Kent prison seven months ago. Colin McDonough was jailed in 2010 after stabbing a man in the back. He failed to attend a role check at HMP Stamford Hill on Sheppey back in May and has now been added to Kent Police's Most Wanted list. You can see his picture by heading to the website. A care home in Gravesend, which is set to close in the new year, has been rated inadequate by the health watchdog. Edward Moore House has been struggling with staff shortages and rising energy bills. Inspectors visited in September and found residents were not always being treated with dignity and respect, and some were left at risk of abuse. Bosses say despite the closure, they've taken immediate action to make improvements. A teenage girl's been treated for heading after a hit-and-run in Folkestone, she was knocked down by a car on Hill Road near the junction with Keys Place on Tuesday evening. Now you're being urged to keep the thermostat at 18 degrees as. Bitterly cold weather hits Kent. We're now officially in a cold weather alert thanks to an icy blast of weather from the Arctic. Freezing temperatures are expected to last until Monday and there are concerns it could cause some health problems. Dr Julian Spinks is a GP in Stroud. He's been speaking to Jamie Levy
3: from our colleagues at KMTV. Cold weather is not good for anybody who's vulnerable in the first place. Um, the, The most obvious one is something called hypothermia, where your core temperature goes down. Particularly elderly people get that and your body will gradually shut down and if there isn't some action taken, people can die from it but also it puts a big strain on the body. Um, All your skin, blood vessels constrict, your blood pressure goes up, your heart has to pump harder, and so people are more likely to get cardiovascular disease such as heart attacks and strokes. And of course, people who have respiratory disease, it's very typical that cold weather will make it worse. Finally, people who are not heating their houses together with cold weather start to get damp and you get mould and again that can affect people's lungs.
4: Yeah that's what I was going to touch on, so the the damp in people's houses, um, what is the danger of that?
3: I think everybody knows that cold and damp is far worse than just being cold and uh, unfortunately it will also mean that you get uh, condensation on inside walls, inside windows and so on and then you can get mould growth. And mould releases spores and those spores can be inhaled because they're tiny, deep into the lungs and cause a reaction or even a mould infection. So all of those things can put people at severe risk. So, you know, we really want to have a situation where people can heat their houses so that they stay dry. But I can totally understand how difficult it is this year with cost of heating and also things like food costs going up.
4: What sort of uh, steps can we take to protect vulnerable and elderly people this winter?
3: I really do think we need to look at how we can subsidise heating for those people. We could perhaps offer them warm places they can go to so they don't have to heat the houses all the time. Um, also, we need to make sure they're getting enough food uh, because the colder the weather, the more calories you burn, so the more food you need to maintain your body temperature. But it's all those social elements. It's not something as a doctor I can sort of prescribe and sort out. Um, so we need to be tackling that. Otherwise, we're going to have an epidemic of elderly, very sick people being admitted to hospital or even dying.
0: Kent's public health boss is urging us to keep an eye out for vulnerable families and neighbours. And as we all struggle with increased energy bills, this must have been a real shock. A family from Deal have been charged £80,000 for their monthly energy bill after an error by EDF. Richard Barron, who lives with his wife and two young children, tried to contact the company after getting a letter saying their direct debit payments were increasing, despite them being in credit. The money's now come out of their bank account, leaving them deep in their overdraft. EDF have apologised and say they'll fix the problem. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. There's been a huge emergency response in Herne Bay after a car crashed through the window of a hair studio. Images at Kent Online today show the aftermath in the high street where paramedics say they're assessing two female patients. Fire crews were also called while our reporter Brad Harper has been to the scene.
4: I'm in Herne Bay where a car has crashed into the window of the partner's hair studio in the town's high street Two women suffered injuries in the crash, although thankfully none of them are serious. At the scene this afternoon, you can see debris all across the studio's floor, and the window has completely shattered. Police... The fire service and paramedics were all called to the scene shortly before half past 11 this morning. One shop worker I spoke to said that it was a Christmas miracle that nobody had been seriously injured in the crash. Uh, The road was closed earlier but has since reopened.
0: Jackie works in a bookshop nearby and heard the crash happen.
1: There was just a really loud crash and bang but also the sound of glass obviously and um so what on earth is that went to the door and we could see that a car had gone straight through the window of um partners across the road it was it was a really shocking thing to be honest um people immediately started to gather obviously the good news is absolutely nobody was hurt which is a miracle Um, Nobody was walking past on the pavement. The first people to arrive were an ambulance, fire brigade and police and we were cordoned off for a while and there were a lot of emergency services here very quickly. Immediately after it happened, what was the scene like? Well, people just were stopped in their tracks. Uh, A woman from the barber shop came out and I heard her calling for ambulance and police and everyone in the shop was obviously visibly shaken. I don't know if they had any customers in at the time. I think I heard somebody say someone might have been having a haircut. I don't know. I didn't see that. And I saw the owner of the shop taking photographs, you know, to show the damage that had been done pretty quickly. But they were very shaken up.
4: And given the scene now, I mean, what you saw there all these emergency services. I mean, what what was going through your head?
1: That somebody might have been walking past. There could have been a, a, a young woman pushing a pram. Anything could have happened. I did see the driver of the car, and she was in shock inside the shop, mm. uh, obviously. And she was treated, I think, in the ambulance. I thought emergency services turned up really quickly. I think they dealt with it really professionally and the road has been cleared quite quickly.
0: You can see pictures from the scene by heading to the story on the website. A Met police officer from Chatham has been cleared of causing the deaths of a boy and his aunt during a chase in southeast London. Ten-year-old Micaiah McDermott and Roseanne Cooper were hit by a stolen vehicle in Penge in 2016. PC Edward Welch, who's 34, had been driving a marked police car involved in the pursuit. He's been acquitted following a criminal trial but could still be found guilty of misconduct. Conduct. Now, radical plans to change how you can travel around Canterbury have been branded a climate change lockdown by the former UKIP leader. Nigel Farage has hit out at the idea of turning the city into zones where you'd be fined for going from one into another. The council say it'll reduce pollution and ease congestion and are currently asking residents what they think. Meantime, people living near Bluebell Hill say they're scared to walk down country lanes because of speeding drivers. People are trying to avoid traffic on the A229 where emergency roadworks are causing really long delays at the moment. Highway's bosses say the repairs are essential and they're unable to prevent disruption. Now this has been one of our most read stories on the site over the past 24 hours. Delivery firm Every has apologised after dozens of parcels were found dumped in the woods in Chatham. At Kent Online you can see pictures of the packages at the end of Beacon Road in Luton. Now the company says they've since been recovered and customers will get a refund or replacement an investigation is also underway to find out what happened a Kent MP says she turned down a chance to go to the World Cup in Qatar because of the country's human rights record. Chatham and Ellsworth's Tracy Crouch used to be the sports minister and was invited out for the tournament. She's been
5: speaking to our colleagues at KMTV. I mean, I was invited to go to Qatar and I and I didn't. I, I turned down the the invitation to go because of my concerns around the human rights record uh, within Qatar. But I think at the moment, you know, the football is speaking itself um, and we've had some you know really interesting uh, matches and hopefully as England you know progress we'll see you know greater success on the on the football pitch but I don't think that that should remove the fact that there remains long-term concerns about Qatar and its human rights record and I, and that is something that we need to um uh, to continue to focus on Uh, Once this World Cup is over, you know, I myself have um, uh, played football during um, the World Cup with some female colleagues for the parliamentary uh, women's football team uh, with um, a Stonewall supported um, uh, football match, because many of my gay colleagues uh, feel very strongly about the human rights records. And I think it's important that, you know, we stand together uh, on these issues. So, um, you know, the football is talking for itself you know part of the football but i don't think our concerns about the human rights record in qatar should just stop when the world cup is over we just have to maintain a focus uh on these issues and you know ensure that um you know conversations with those who can help you know change opinions can, can do that i mean as sports minister i i was asked by the then prime minister Theresa may to go to saudi arabia Um, to talk about women's sport. I didn't want to go because I had some pretty well-formed views on Saudi Arabia, but, you know, I I was forced to go. Um, And actually, I played football with girls in Saudi Arabia, and now the Saudi Arabia national team, uh, women's team, are allowed to play in the Saudi national stadium. And that wouldn't have happened, I don't think, without britain talking very firmly about women's sport to the saudi um uh, leadership there and and so i do think that we can make a difference by having these conversations and using sport as a means of changing people's mindset. England take on France in the quarterfinals of the tournament on Saturday.
0: Kent Online reports. Halifax have confirmed they're closing their branch in Sheerness next year. The number of people visiting has apparently fallen in recent years. When it shuts in May, customers will have to go to the next nearest branch, which is on the mainland at Sittingbourne. The owners of several buildings on ancient woodland near Canterbury have been ordered to pull them down. Planning bosses launched an investigation after receiving a tip off that tarmac roads, CCTV cameras, fencing, security lights, and even service connections had all been added to the site in Addisham, where well, they've now decided the six properties are breaching planning regs and need to be removed. You can see drone pictures of the properties by heading to the website. Part of the M20 is going to be closed again tonight as part of work to reintroduce Operation Brock. The Contraflow system's being set up as highways bosses reckon there'll be a big increase in traffic heading to the border over Christmas. There are plans to bring back a ban on traffic in Faversham Town Centre that was initially brought in during the pandemic. Council bosses want to pedestrianise areas including Marketplace and Preston Street between 10 in the morning and 4 in the afternoon every day. Some businesses are worried it could disrupt their deliveries. While well, a public consultation is due to be held in the new year. If you're out and about Christmas shopping, Kent's crime commissioner is warning us not to get anyone an e-scooter as a present. Matthew Scott says it'll be a waste of money as are not allowed to ride them on most public streets and it could be confiscated by police if you're caught. He's also worried about how dangerous they can be following a number of serious crashes. Now, next today, a sitting-born woman has made a tearful appeal online in a bid to bring two street dogs back from Turkey. Jade Carter fell in love with them after a recent stay in the country. But to get them to the UK, the dogs have to be microchipped, vaccinated, have pet passports and quarantine for four months. It's also emerged one of them is pregnant. It's thought the bill will run into thousands of pounds. This is from a post she put on socials.
6: We came down and we met Lara a few days ago and we've got him in the hotel and we've done an amazing thing with lara and we've come down the road we're not on the main road we're on a little side road um and then a the little side road so this is the side road and there's a little row of hotels this is the car park where i picked lara up and we've got her in a taxi to a hotel all we've noticed is Lara's got a sister. <laughs> Just as cute as Lara, but she's all on her own. <laughs> I don't know if she's going to come up to me. Here. Come on. Come on. I don't know if you can see her, but I'll get her to come. Come. Come on. It's Okay. She's exactly the same as Lara, but white and cream. The dog hotel that Lara's in can have her. It costs money. And we haven't got it, here she comes. <laughs> come on, come on. She's about the size of half of a collie. <laughs> and she's the same. That little gorgeous. I know I can't save every dog, but I really wanna try. I really want to try and get this one with Lara. Um, So basically, what I'm trying to achieve by doing this live is hopefully try and get enough donations to try and get her at least in the hotel. If it doesn't work, then that's fine, I've tried. But I'll, um, Lewis is that here. I'll never forgive myself. Just look at her. Can you see her next to the car? and lara used to sleep underneath that silver car and as happy as i am to to have given lara or we're happy to have lara come back to the uk i just feel so heartbroken
0: that i'm leaving this one behind you can see pictures of the dogs by heading to the website.
4: Kent Online reports.
0: More of the presents you've donated to the Give a Gift appeal run by our sister radio station, KMFM, have been delivered across the county. Presents are going to children's charities as well as youngsters in hospital or care this festive season. Donna is the senior play specialist at Darent Valley Hospital. As play specialists, we help the children to get through any procedures that they
6: have to endure while being admitted to hospital. Um, and prepare them for any um, procedures. So, um, yeah, we're we're very busy at the moment. So all these donations of wonderful gifts that you've um, all given to uh, Barking Hunter and KM. FM um, is absolutely fantastic. Being in hospital at this time of the year is always hard. So just being able to put a little smile by giving a gift is fantastic and we appreciate
0: immensely. So we'd just like to wish everyone a happy Christmas and keep safe. And Anne works on the paediatric ward at Medway Maritime.
7: All of us work very, very hard to make it a very joyful, festive season for all of our children and our young Uh, patients in hospital over the festive season
4: so how will these toys and gifts make a difference for you
7: oh they're certainly going to lift their spirits you know to be in hospital over christmas really you know you just want to lift the patients spirits they're just going to be over the moon as well as the families you know the you know you're you're in hospital they're certainly not going to expect anything but they will we can make sure of that we're going to make it so much fun for them
4: amazing and um just a quick one for the people that have gone out it's a funny old time at the moment no, no one's really got any money but we've had the most successful appeal ever mm. um what is there anything you'd like to say just to those people uh, that have taken the effort to go to the store and buy a toy and just get like, it to us
7: i'd just like to say a huge thank you for all the amazing donations and thank you for supporting the appeal absolutely fabulous and it's nice to think that you know medway's pulled together you know at times at difficult times like this so no thank you Thank you very much and just would like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
0: Thanks again for all of your donations. At Kent Online today you can see the first images of what a brand new leisure centre in Gravesend will look like. The current building at Cascades on Thong Lane is being demolished and replaced as part of a £34 million revamp. It'll include a 25 metre swimming pool, water flume area, sports hall and soft play zone. And Medway Light Nights is going to be back this winter but in a new location. More than 60 60 60,000 people went to the Festival of Art Displays and Illuminations in Rochester at the start of this year. This time it'll be held in Chatham, with a lantern parade led by schoolchildren kicking things off on the tenth of
4: February. Kent Online Sports.
0: Football and Gillingham will be looking to make it into the third round of the FA Cup tonight. They take on non-league Dagenham and Redbridge in a replay at Priestfield. It finished one all last time the sides met, with the Jills equalising in added time at the end of the second half. His manager, Neil Harris.
8: At the moment, we we'll just go one game at a time. One game at a time and off the back of the other day, um, as disappointed it was afterwards, we get to look forward to an FA Cup game and what the excitement and the team talk does for itself is is Leicester at home in the third round. That would be Darren Wormans' team talk and that's what New Harris' team talk is going to be, opportunity to be in the third round against Leicester City. That's what drives me on for this one.
4: And has there been any moments where you've thought, I've had enough, I'm
8: going to jack it? The d- difficult moments, yeah. And... and Rightly so, because I'm a proud person and um, I do want to be successful and I do want I, I want to be here when the club is on the up. I've been here for a difficult spell so far and I want to be here when the good times start again, because they will, it's just when. But I want to be here for that and it keeps me going. I, I need to go one game at a time, so let's go with Dagenham tomorrow night and see after that.
4: There have been little sort of nuggets and little hints that you've made as well that that,
8: that things could be going forward positively maybe with a takeover and stuff like that and that must give you a lot of heart and hope. Um, Yeah, again, I'm I'm not obliged to say too much on that but um, yes, I want to be careful with my terminology because I don't want people to chuck it back in my face what I say Um, but it's been a tough period and I've had to serve as custodian manager for a tough period, we all want to be better. Um, We want to to work with a better environment and a better culture within the building. Um, Sometimes things just take investment. Um, So we all need support, don't we? Everyone wants, likes change. So, let's think.
0: Kickoff tonight is at seven fifteen, so slightly earlier for an evening kickoff. You'll be able to follow the match action at Kent Online. We'll have details of the result in bulletins over on our sister radio station KMFM tomorrow morning, and more reaction in tomorrow's podcast. Do wrap up warm as well if you're heading along to the game tonight. Fingers crossed for a good result. That's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also get an update of the top. Direct to your email each morning. That's via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Sayat, and Vauxhall.